for economic reasons, for environmental reasons, for health reasons. There's no better way to subsidize folks' spending than to help them get an e-bike. Sort of a cash for clunkers program, and that one is specifically trying to make up for um, the equity problems that we've had with some of the other programs. So where... Is anybody going door to door telling people about this? Nope. You should do that. <laughs> Talk on KPFK live stream with uh, Nick Richard and yours truly, Don Ward, co hosts. So we got Melanie Curry from Streets Blog, California, and Dave Snyder from Cal Bike. I've always fantasized that we could start the show with news. We could talk about the LADOT. Um, what, what was it? The, the LADOT initiative to. Uh, to tell the state of California to repeal the 85th percentile law. You're skeptical. I think it's a good thing. It's just that they have paraded around neighborhood councils for the last 10 years, mind bending people into agreeing to vote to increase speed limits everywhere in the city of Los Angeles. So we've had like, hundred miles of speed limit increases, I think even in the last two years. And um, it just seems disingenuous or like a waste of time. Like other small cities in California under this law are not raising their speed limits. They're engineering for safer streets. So I don't know, the LADOT claims to have their hands tied by this policy and they have to do it. But I'm looking at Burbank. Burbank hasn't raised its speed limits dramatically that I've seen. I still see 35 mile per hour speed limits on roads designed basically the same as the way the LEDOT does it. So I don't know. I just feel like it's disingenuous and they're just spinning their wheels. But, uh, you know, good stuff. And what they can do right now is change their policy to re-engineering streets where people speed on them if there's a speeding problem re-engineer the street narrow the lanes add buffered bike lanes do what you got to do bulb outs all that stuff you could do mm -hmm. it they could do it right now but they're gonna i guess spend the next couple years um lobbying the state of california to try to get rid of the 85th percentile I mean, well, they also they also are lobbying for are going to lobby once this is expected to pass the city council in Sacramento for automated speed enforcement. Are you also I like that, skeptical like about speed that? cameras. I think that's I think that's good. Dave, what do you think about that? Melanie, what do you guys think? Yeah, I think, okay. I think that's overdue. But the problem with both of those things is that they focus on enforcement, which is exactly what you were saying, Don. Like, come on. I mean, enforcement has its problems. And if that's going to be their focus, that's how they're going to solve problems. It's not going to work. Right. It's like putting uh, somebody in a race car, these cars that they put on the roads now, two, 300, 400, 500 horsepower, put them in a race car, put them on a street that's designed like a raceway and then tell them to drive slow. Yeah. It gets really sad when I think about 
the way that they've redesigned streets to allow more cars to go quicker, always with the idea that that was for safety or that was what they claimed. Um, I can right. think of like, one in particular in, in Balboa Boulevard in the neighborhood where I grew up. It, um, it started off really, I can, I'm old enough to remember when it was really narrow. It was a two lane road and then they widened it. And at this point they have eliminated all parking. So it's six lanes and it's a feeder to the freeway. And there's no reason for that. This is a residential street where people drive like it's a, a highway and you don't want to be on it. It's just really sad. They don't need to do that. And now we're paying the consequences. We want the parking to be removed, right? I thought. Well, like if that, you remove like the parking to create a, another lane for traffic, all that does is encourage more traffic. Um, I mean, if you remove the parking and put in a nice bike facility, that would be great. That would be a much better use of that extra lane and on the traffic. But if it is just to speed up traffic, no, that's, that's not yeah. good for anybody. Go to the next uh, news e news item. There's a this is going to be the one. You can't possibly have okay. a negative spin on e-bikes. Uh, not at all. I well, but I used to be. Do, I, but it's silly. I I used to not. I used to be a hater, but I've come around to actually agree that e-bikes are. It's like e-bikes, scooters, anything but cars. Just reduce the size of the transportation mode and uh, e-bikes fulfill that promise. Right, Dave, we're going to talk about that. I'm sure. Yeah. The um, Najari Smith in rich city rides refers to them as low speed, low impact vehicles um, and, and low cost, low impact vehicles, uh, things that are uh, accessible to everyone, scooters, e-bikes, regular bikes, it's, it's a nice way to categorize that stuff. It's not a car. So what's on okay. the e-bike front here? Do we have some? Uh, oh, much. Yeah. So much. Give us, give us the lowdown. Well, the most exciting thing is statewide. Tasha Borner Horvath from Oceanside, assembly member, introduced AB 117. That's a bill that would provide incentives. Uh, we're calling them. Uh, stimulus payments for Californians to get more e-bikes. The idea is that for economic reasons, for environmental reasons, for health reasons, uh, there's no better way to subsidize folks uh, spending than to help them get an e-bike. Um, we, we, we've spent a billion dollars in the last 10 years, help people get e-cars and not a penny to help people get e-bikes. Yeah, what, what's that about? Yeah, I know. I'm, I, know. I mean, literally, what is that about? That I guess they just never thought of it. There's not a rationale. Or um, no, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you what the e-car rebates are about. It's the power of the automobile industry. Uh, it's, it's, it's true that we have to replace our motor vehicle or gas motor vehicle fleet with electric vehicles. That's a fact. And so it's a good idea to do what we can to accomplish that. 
but the idea of spending a billion dollars to give people uh, money to buy an electric car, car, only about a quarter of which uh, have probably resulted in people getting an electric car who otherwise would have gotten a gas car. Like probably most of that money went to people who would have gotten a different electric car or wouldn't have gotten a car at all or uh, would have gotten the same car, but they just saved some money uh, on it. Mm -hmm. Thanks. Thanks to, you know, taxpayers. So, um, you know, we've spent all of this money on the automobile industry. It was, it's in part to mollify that industry when uh, Schwarzenegger signed AB 32 way back when uh, to set uh, goals for greenhouse gas emissions and establish the cap and trade system to put what are taxes on on cars and fuels uh, the automobile industry was mollified a little bit by being assured that a good amount of those taxes would pour back into the automobile industry to help people buy cars hmm. so uh you know it's 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 really about preserving the uh, automobility and it's not about uh, equity for sure and it's barely about sustainability Melanie's what what is the average what's the average cost of an e-bike i mean that billion that's hard, dollars that's a hard yeah. question to answer um you can retrofit your own bike on the cheap for a few hundred bucks right like less than a thousand bucks uh you can you can get a little you know e-motor and, and retrofit it you know cheaply it won't be a great bike though if you want a very good electric bike that is uh you know new and and quality parts that'll last you for a while it'll cost you two thousand bucks you know at least right around there two to four i mean compared to a car i mean i've looked into electric vehicles they're usually about thirty thousand dollars even for the little fiat oh that's like thirty thousand dollars or something yeah 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 Yeah. so 10 10 e-bikes or one car one of the things that we want to do with our bill, just to get back to that, is we want to make sure that the funds, as much as, no, not as much as possible, we want to make sure that the funds go mostly to a low-income people who otherwise couldn't afford an electric bike. Uh, you know, we want to do way better than they did with the electric car rebates. We want to make sure that most of the money goes to folks who wouldn't have gotten an electric bike otherwise and and therefore will experience a degree of mobility uh, that uh, will be unprecedented for them and uh, experience some economic savings that will make a big difference in their lives Uh, you know it'll be a real uh, equity program it'll be a real environmental program uh, if we focus it that way Um, you know some of the money surely will go to people who would have bought electric bikes anyway uh, but we want to make sure that's a small amount and not uh, most of it. And isn't there a study showing that just having an e-bike automatically replaces car trips because like it just you don't even have to educate somebody to do that. It just I thought. Yeah. I yeah. I mean, automatically. Sure. Um, I've looked at a lot of studies uh, or rather I've looked at studies that have looked at a lot of studies <laughs> and and uh, the results are all over the place. Uh, the lowest estimate of the number of trips that an e-bike number of car trips that e-bikes replace is 25 percent uh which is pretty low um but the highest 75 percent 
Uh, and, you know, if you look at all the studies and you take the average, it's probably about somewhere close to half of, of e-bike trips that people take would have been uh, car trips uh, otherwise. Uh, and, and so uh, half the miles uh, would, have been, would have been car miles. So it's pretty, it's pretty substantial. Uh, the the amount of uh, savings that we can get in terms of greenhouse gas emissions and in terms of traffic and, and the amount of miles that people will actually ride their bikes. And, and, and just to jump in on that, I think even at the low end, 25% is a lot. If you take, you know, the short trips that people make, if even 25% of those short trips could be replaced with something like an e-bike. It would make a tremendous difference in greenhouse gas emissions and traffic, traffic congestion. I mean, a lot of things could be improved with a relatively small change. Yeah, 25%. That's a big number, I think. I mean, 75% is, you know, stratospheric, but. Well, and that's the other thing that- you all have an electric bike? I've ridden one. I'm a convert because I've tried oh, it out. I'm waiting for the incentive. That's what I'm waiting for. <laughs> I'm waiting until I'm 80 when I will definitely need one. I don't know, Nick. The, the, you're like a radio personality. You, you must be- I asked for one. Bank. They didn't give it. You must they didn't be give bank. I don't think you're- <laughs> I, I, I asked Extra Cycle to just give me one and they, they said they'd give me a- <laughs> like 10% off or something, 20% off actually, but it's Ooh. still too much until that, until that incentive comes up. Right. When are we getting it? Well, um, it's, it's a, it's a long haul. Uh, there's two prongs to the campaign. One is AB 117, which is the bill that will uh, create the program. The other is uh, the budget process that uh, will be necessary to fund the program. We're asking for $10 million, which will, which will subsidize at least 1,000 bikes, um, probably, or at least 10,000 bikes, rather, uh, and probably more. Um, uh, and, you know, wait, wait, wait. That, how much for 10,000 bikes? 10 million for 10,000 bikes? 10 million, yeah. Yeah, it's $1,000 a bike. Okay. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, um, uh, I think, yeah, I think everybody um, should get an e-bike with their stimulus check. Yeah, um, they, they did that in, in uh, France. That was one of the things that the stimulus did? did with the COVID. They, they gave people five, uh, it was Italy or France, and one or the other, I forget which. One of those countries gave people uh, as part of the stimulus during the COVID lockdown, uh, I think a three or $500 discount on a bicycle, any bicycle, not okay. just an electric bike. Uh, and uh, the other one gave people vouchers for bike repair at their bike shop. Those are older yeah, civilizations. Which, which, That's they were, um, you know, they were serious about about helping people switch to bikes during the pandemic. Wow. Um, and then what would happen? I mean, what did happen? Do you know? Like on uh, the streets, all over the world, bike riding has increased. I mean, you know, we've yeah. seen it here, but it's all over the world. Uh, it's it's pretty exciting. Melanie, are we turning this into an article? Everything is a potential article. Okay. <laughs> what what would make it more like article worthy? Like what? How Controversial. We, should we should we have to? Should we? Don, tell them why e bikes. There's got to be some drama. What the downside is? The downside to e bikes. 
There's really no downside to yeah. e-bikes. I mean, there should be a subsidy for just plain bicycles too, but uh, well, so know, there's e-bikes there is, is a, good. There is a federal bill for giving people uh, tax credits for commuting by bike. Something they introduced last year, two years ago, last year. During the last administration? Wow. Yeah. Well, I mean, they've oh, no, the tried for a while. Oh, what? No, it, no it was, um, the, the, well, the last, yes, it was during the last administration, but it was the Democratic Congress that uh, mm. put it into the uh, transportation bill. Uh, and, and it was really just to restore the very same benefit that had existed, you know, decades earlier. Uh, thanks to uh, Earl Blumenauer that mm-hmm. the Republicans took out in their tax reform bill in 2018. Uh, they, they, the um, tax code allows employers to pay for their employees parking up to more than $500 a month uh, without it being taxed and allows them to pay for their employees transit uh, up to a certain amount and had allowed for them to pay for their employees bike commuting up to $20 a month. And the Republicans felt it necessary to cut the bike commute subsidy. Uh, They kept the transit and the parking subsidy, but for some reason it was just necessary to cut the uh, bike subsidy. Are they in the wrong side of literally everything? (laughs) Well, we know it wasn't costing them anything for sure. Hey, the National Bike Summit is coming up. When? And, March? Uh, March 3rd. And uh, we are uh, lobbying for uh, the two, two big things uh, that we want to see in, well, uh, heck, I, I could go on and on. Uh, there are th- let's say there are three big things. Um, there is uh, the e-bike tax rebate that you're that you were just talking about, Melanie, was that ever you talking about the commuter incentive? Because there's, well, there's two things happening. Yeah, okay, well, I better back up. There is in Congress a proposal to provide a tax uh, incentive, a tax rebate for people who buy electric bikes. Uh, and then there is also uh, a proposal to allow employers to pay for their employees' commute costs um, with tax-free subsidy. And both of those things are different than what's probably more important, which is the reauthorization of the federal transportation bill. They do that every five or six years. They spell out the priorities for spending uh, out of the transportation budget. And fortunately, the last one expired uh, just last year. And so we're able to rewrite it with a Democratic Congress and a Democratic Senate. And so we have a a better chance to get something good out of it. That's going to be the focus of the National Bike Summit. We have a a couple of big asks out of that bill. One is to double the size of the Transportation Alternatives Program. That's the um, federal program that's like our active transportation program. It's the federal pot of money that funds uh, bike and ped stuff and in fact funds part of our uh, active transportation program. 
And the other one is to fund a new program that will give large grants to communities that want to build complete bike networks, uh, places, uh, networks that connect all of the destinations in your community, including through the difficult intersections, including uh, through the couple of blocks of street where there's uh, businesses that don't want to lose parking. Um, and you know, what's absolutely necessary to really make it feasible for people to ride bikes. Cause as you know, how many times have you ridden on a bike lane and you're a lot, a lot, a lot of going on. Oh, this is pretty, it could be better, but it's okay. I can deal. I can bring my partner out here. I can bring my kids out here, you know? And then all of a sudden you get to this, this one block and be, for some reason or another, the bike lane disappears and there's mm -hmm. no way to get from here to there without traversing this, this frightful situation and uh, that kind of stuff. Uh, needs needs to stop and we need to have some kind of incentive uh, to encourage mayors to to complete their networks and have the courage to put the pieces together and we got nothing right now nothing that does that and this is a federal program that would do that it would it would it would uh provide uh, we're asking for 250 million no we're asking for i think it's 250 million a year for five years I mean, it's 500 million a year for five years anyway we're asking for 10 times more than what they're currently proposing so when you say we you mean like the the bike lobby the bike lobby the all-powerful bicycle lobby yeah oh i think don you have their shirt right the, the all-powerful bicycle no I you don't. don't have their shirt no i was gonna get it <laughs> you should get one come on i've got one hey i'm not wearing it but i've got one hey before i go i gotta ask about kelly uh where is she you're not on your show anymore, Kelly Morris? Oh, Kelly. I don't know. It's been two years. Oh, has it? Oh, my goodness. Yeah. It's a rotating cast of, mm. of people here, except Don. He's been here since 2010, on and off. Not really. On and off. His yeah. first appearance was 2010. It's worth, it's worth a lot if you can sell it. Nick, Nick, you've been a rock the entire time. Thanks, Don. Oh. Yeah, no, I, I, I've told you this before. Thanks for doing this show for so long. There's like a huge archive with really great guests. So I'm stoked, stoked to be on it. For How long have you been bit. doing it? Since 2008. I mean, that's impressive in itself, right? That's oh, yeah. Pretty much. <laughs> it also shows you how much there is to talk about once you start talking about bikes. It never stops. If it had stopped, I would have stopped. What do you feel? Do you feel that we have covered this topic? So there's two, there's a federal and a state, and there's probably other states are, are having it. E-bike vouchers or what? That's funny. Yeah, I has was this just happened in other that. states? I was just looking at that and uh, no. And in fact, oh. California right now is only starting to get a statewide um, incentive for buying e-bikes. So this is all to come. Um, right now there is one that the Bay Area is just rolling out through the Air Resources Board, actually through the local Air Quality Management District. Um, and the South Coast one, which covers like a broad swath of LA is making its 
program but hasn't finished it, hasn't decided and has no money in it yet. That's all from Dave's bill SB 400, which put um, e-bikes as an allowed um, alternative to getting uh, an electric car in the program called Clean Cars for All, which is um, income-based, equity-based. So if you qualify by income and you're in the right place, you have to live in a disadvantaged community, you can get 7,500 bucks for an e-bike. Really? Yeah. So you could buy two e-bikes or e-bikes and helmets and, you know, whatever else you want to go with your e-bike. And if you have any left over, you can put that into transit too. If by turning it, you turn in an old gas guzzling car. So it's sort of a cash for clunkers program. And that one is specifically trying to make up for um, the equity problems that we've had with some of the other programs. Is anybody going door to door telling people about this? Because people probably don't know. Nope. You should do that. (laughs) They're just formulating (laughs) the programs now. And it would be really good to let people know about them because that, you know, if it, they haven't said this, but my impression is that there are the, the air quality management districts are not going to push it very hard and may not, um, you know, they, they say that they could give away their money immediately to people who want to buy cars because there's such a demand for it. And they don't know what the demand is for e-bikes, but, um, they don't know what the demand is for e-bikes because this has not been available yet. So we need to let them know what the demand is. I All right, let's do that. That could be your next, uh, one of your next articles. How many articles do you, like, what's your rate of? <laughs> I'm supposed to be doing something near daily, but I don't hit that mark. Well, Five I think... a week is kind of a lot. And they're they're like really thoroughly re- I don't know if they're all like that but the one you did on Laura Friedman was seemed very would have taken me probably longer than a week that was fun that was just her talking I just repeated what she said <laughs> Dave's got to go I think yeah I'm gonna uh put you put you put in the chat um a link to our article that uh talked about different ways to get financial help to get an e-bike <laughs> Uh, it's mostly tongue in cheek because there aren't very many. Uh, Does it uh, say four ways? Like, yeah, yeah, but some of them are like, "Oops, that that would be a way," but it it, it doesn't work because the program expired. Is there at least one way? Uh, well, do you live in San Diego County? Uh, not not actually. Do you live in Contra Costa County? No. <laughs> uh, did you uh, live in Humboldt County uh, a couple of years ago and buy an e-bike? let me think no then no so it's uh thanks for that link it's a funny (laughs) funny article uh you know it's it uh it it talks about the uh slow rollout of sb 400's voucher program the bay area air quality management district is the first one i think as, as melanie just said uh you know and there's there's a lot um I just put up a link to mine. Okay, cool. Is is yours yours tongue in cheek, Melanie? No, it's just depressed. No, it's not really. No, no. It was just about what I was just describing about how they're slowly rolling out the programs. 
not fast right. enough. There's way more demand. We all want e-bikes. We want everyone else to have e-bikes and got to make it happen. And thanks if, to Dave for, for making this. For, I mean, it took a while to get this going and, you know, yay, Dave. That was Linda, Linda Kamushian. I, I just, and Linda. I just, I just talk about stuff. Everyone else does, <laughs> does the great work. But the work's getting done. All right, Don, take us out. All right. Thanks for inviting me on. Uh, Yeah, Dave, thanks for the update, man. We always love having you on the show. So invite me again. Yeah, we'll look forward to more updates. Yeah, thank you. In the next, what's the timeline looking like? Do you think that we get to something here? Just buy it. (laughs) Just get the bike. Don't wait for the incentive. Yeah, okay. I mean, mean, realistically, it'll be a couple of years, right? Because they, uh, you know, if the bill passes and it's funded this year, um, which isn't a sure thing, uh, you know, then they'll have to start the program. They'll probably, you know, get it rolling out by next year in 2022. And the, the grants or vouchers or whatever probably won't be available until the end of 2022 or 2023 at the earliest. So, okay. Really that's good wait. to know. I won't be yeah, 80 yet. So that's, that's actually okay. Yeah. What's your timeline? <laughs> All right. Thanks a lot, Dave. We appreciate you coming on. Dave Snyder from calbike.org. Nice seeing you, Dave. And yeah, nice to see you, Melanie. I'm going to take off too. And very nice. Oh, Melanie's taking off too. Melanie from, from Streets Blog, California. Thanks for coming on. We appreciate it. Thank you, guys. Yeah, this is a very high level panel that we had, in my opinion. Okay. That's, that's all we do here is high level shit, <laughs> but this was particularly high level. So. Good night. I obviously have right. to listen Thanks, to more Melanie. of your things. Bye. <laughs> okay. Bye. I rise in the morning and greet the day. Pull out the bike and I'm on my way. The transportation shows I care. Every turn of the pedal cleans the air. Green in the green, I'm saving the planet. Just like my friends Dale, Sean, Toby, and Janet. No greenhouse gas, a tiny carbon footprint. Thanks for listening to this episode of Bike Talk. If you want to hear more, go to kpfk.org, navigate to programs, and choose Bike Talk. On the Bike Talk page, click on the archives link to play or download shows posted in the last four months. Go to biketalk.com and copy or click on the RSS link to subscribe. Our Twitter handle is BikeTalkPFK. On Facebook, we are Bike Talk. You can become friends and join our group. 